a question I get asked all the time is, man, if God predestines and elects those for salvation, why do you even evangelize? We'll talk about that next. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25. Therefore laying aside falsehood, speak truth each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another for his name's sake. Prescribe truth, we're giving you what the doctor ordered. Jamal Bandy, apologist, the Lord's servant. We undeserve it, but Christ changed our mind frame. In a world full of errors, the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Prescribing Truth Podcast right here on YouTube. If you're due to the channel, please remember to hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell to the side so you can be notified when I have new content. If you're listening to this on your iOS or Android podcast apps, remember to leave a rating and a review. We're found on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, CastBox, you name it. We're there, you know, as far as I know. Spotify, iHeartRadio, you know. Cool. Um, if you'd like to connect with me, you could do so by emailing me at prescribe.truth at gmail.com or you can call in, leave a voicemail at 801-980-6333. If you'd like to support the show financially, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash prescribe truth. I have different rewards here starting anywhere from a dollar and up for those who contribute, just for me to be able to give back those who support. And uh, for those who give currently, thank you so much. I'm almost at my first goal, and I'm only my first goal I set for $30 a month. That was it. And I'm almost at the goal, $7 away. Thank y'all so much for your contributions. Man, you don't know, it means a lot. Uh, matter of fact, uh, speaking of that, I have a new patron, Bashir Yakub. Thank you so much, man. $25 on the patron. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, can't thank you enough. I mean, anybody wanting to open that wallet up to you for any amount is big and twenty dollars twenty five thank you thank you um yeah so if you'd like to do that as well please consider it I really appreciate it so um I want to deal with as far as uh if God predestines then why evangelize this is a common objection that comes from a lot of those who disagree with the position that God predestines some for salvation um so hey that's understandable. But I want to deal with some scripture of why I hold to predestination and election. And then I'll give you my practical answer as to why we still evangelize or how evangelism is still relevant and so important, even given um, that theological basis. Cool? Cool. So we're going to go to the Eastward app. And I want to start off in Ephesians 1. So you go with me there. I'm trying not to be too long today. And I'm going to start around the third verse and go re go a few verses and deal with that. Uh, I got probably two more scriptures after this one. And then I give my reason for why we should still evangelize. Fair enough. So with Ephesians 1, 3. It starts off by saying, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us. Now, for those who's watching, I'm highlighting this, chose us. I hope you're reading along for those who listen to this on, the Android, on your podcast apps. He chose us in him 
before the foundation of the world. So before the foundation of the world, they were chosen in him. Not outside of him, not in enmity with him, but in him before the foundation of the world. Now, we know, according to scripture, that our sin separates us from God. But this would mean that there are some included in this passage here who were chosen before the foundation of the world, before even sin crept in. That's big. Chosen in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. They were chosen beforehand to be holy. Man, that's, that's election. That's what election means, to be chosen. And so we see right there in scripture, election. I mean, there are other scriptures we can go to, but I want to go to these couple scriptures. And if you have scriptures, post them in the comments, you know, let me know. But these are the ones I'm going to today. So, yeah. So it says, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us. This is verse five. He predestined us for adoption to himself. Wait a minute. Now, I got a video that I did earlier saying how, how do you know if you're a child of God? And it talks about God's adoption. Like, we're not all children of God. We're not all. Everybody in the world are not God's children. So everybody in the world are not adopted to himself. But here, he said, in love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus. Wait a minute. This was along with him choosing them before the foundation of the world. And then, the end of verse 5, it says, according to the purpose of his will. Not our will. His will. So God wasn't thinking about feelings. He wasn't thinking about, well, people are going to think this is unfair. People don't think this is not right. It's according to his will. We have to remember that God created the earth and the universe and everything else for his own glory. Not to make people comfortable or feel good about themselves. This was all for his glory. We have to remember that. Okay, so that's that. And then it says, verse 6, to the praise of his glorious grace. This was all done to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. So, the choosing of us before the foundation of the world, predestining us for adoption according to the purpose of his will, was to the praise of his glorious grace. That's there. So it's in scripture. We have to deal with it. Another scripture I want to go to is Romans. Romans chapter 9, and we're going to look at verse 11. But before we get to 11, we're going to go a few verses ahead. I'm going to go verse 8. You can read all of 9. I mean, pretty plain. But we're going to look at verse 8. It says, this means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. That's important. Just said, all people are not God's children, but they're children according to promise. This for this is what the promise said. About this time next year, I will return and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, 
But also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls. Who's the one who calls? God. In order that his purpose of election might continue. This is talking about the choosing of Jacob over Esau. This is talking about before they were born, before they did nothing good or bad, so that his purpose of election might stand. So nobody can say that Jacob was chosen because he did good and Esau did bad. That's why he wasn't chosen, so on and so forth. Had nothing to do with that. God's purpose in his own choosing. God has the right to do with his creation as he wills. So that's that. So there's another scripture in Romans that we're going to look at. Romans 8, 29. And I'm pretty sure some of you out there already know I was going there. Yep, sure was. Romans 8, 29. It says, For those whom he, that being God, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. So, who are the ones who are glorified? You probably gonna say those who are justified. Mm -hmm. Those who are glorified are the ones whom he foreknew. Ooh. See, some people like to think that that's a foreknowledge of him looking down a quarters of time and saying he knows who would make a decision for him. But no, it's saying he knew them. He foreknew them. Know them since eternity past. Just like. We saw in Ephesians that before the foundations of the world, we were chosen. See, he foreknew them, and those he foreknew, he also predestined. So that means everybody who's foreknown is what? Is also predestined. But predestined for what? Predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son. That means if everybody's foreknown, then everybody is predestined to be conformed to the image of the Son. No one's going to hell. But that's not true. It's not true. So we see in scripture, God's purpose of his own will to the praise of his glorious grace, choosing and predestining people to be saved, to be conformed to the image of the son is of his own will, not about us. So now, given that, the question that comes, well, if God already knows whose are his, then why do we spend that effort and the headache and whatever else comes with evangelizing and having people like mock you and spit on you and threaten to hit you, whatever case may be, why do it? Why? God already knows who's going to be saved. That's an awesome question. Great question. So my first practical answer to that is, because we're commanded to. Yeah. Simple. We're commanded to in scripture. The great commission. 
Matthew 28. Let's take a look at it. For those who may not be familiar, we're given a command by Christ to go. So he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So he starts off with that. So he starts off with the basis of his authority. It's all been given to him. And he says, go therefore. The reason why we go, because all authority has been given to the Son. So go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Now, this is not like every single person is going to be a disciple. But we're given a command to go make disciples of all nations, of every people group. No people group is left out. We're called to go make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Great Commission. We are commissioned by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to go and preach to this fallen and corrupt world. Salvation that only comes through the Son, Jesus Christ. That is what we're called to do. So, that should be the only reason. Like, we shouldn't need another reason. But, if it makes you feel better, here's another practical reason why we still evangelize. The simple answer to that is we don't know whose God elects are. I mean, I can't look out there and see some kind of sign in a person to know that this is going to be the one who's going to respond to the gospel call. This is going to be the one who's going to repent and forsake all others and follow Christ. I don't know that. I don't. But I do know that the persons who stand before me are made in the image of God. And they are sinners. And they are in need of a savior. So I preach Christ to them out of love and reverence for God. Make sense? I mean, there's nothing over their heads. There's no halos. For me to see none of that stuff. We don't have that kind of vision. God didn't give that to us. For a good reason. I mean think about it. If God was to do that. Then our compassion would not be for anybody else. I mean we wouldn't have compassion for anybody else. I mean we'll just go to the ones that have the halos. And everybody else would be like well. They're going to hell anyway. But that's not how we're supposed to be. Those who are in Christ. Have the fruit of the spirit. which is love. I mean, that's that's key. You know, so, so we being fallen human beings, we're going to walk around, we're going to be like, we're going to show partiality to those who got the halos and everybody else. Well, they're going to die one day. Matter of fact, man, we're so wicked in our hearts. Man, some people probably say, well, they're going to hell, might as well go ahead and end it for them. But I hope Christian wouldn't do that, even if that was the case. God would be breaking the law. So, that's my practical reasons. This is why we evangelize. Out of love for the sinner. You know, and God didn't give us the vision to know who's elect or not. Our job is to go and preach Christ to this world. Regardless of the circumstances or the consequences. That's it. So, I hope that helps you. So what other scriptures can you think of that points to God's doctrine of election and predestination? Or, or if you happen to disagree with this position, you can comment too. I'm open to dialogue. You can call in, you can email me. 
Yeah, I really enjoy it. We can get a Google Hangout session going on. That would be good. All right. All right, so thank you so much for your time for watching this video. Please take the time to watch more of the videos from Prescribed Truth. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. And remember, in a world full of errors, the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth. Blessings.